Lord, all the thanks to the Lord, all the thanks to the Lord, all the glory we give, all the glory to the Lord, all the glory to the Lord, all the glory to the Lord. Hallelujah, we give all the glory to the Lord, all the glory to the Lord, all the glory to the Lord. Hallelujah, we give all the praises to the Lord, adoration to the Lord. Adoration to our God, hallelujah. We give adoration to the Lord. All the praises to the Lord. Adoration to the Lord. We bless the name of the Lord for waking us up again today in good health. Today, the third day of the new year, we bless God for his protection and for his love, for his kindness, for his provisions, and for his promises in our lives that are yea and amen. Father, we want to thank you one more time, Father, that we slept yesterday and you woke us up again in sound health. We thank you, O God. We did not have cause to call emergency. We did not have cause, Father, to wake up with crying and weeping and mourning. Father, we thank you for that when we slept in the night, you were there with us. You watched over us. The Bible says, He that watches over Israel never sleeps nor slumber. As we lay our head down to sleep, you, you gave us your divine protection. You surrounded us with your peace. You took our worries and fears away. Every negative and troubling thoughts, you suspended them. You granted us deep and restful sleep. We bless your name, O God. Thank you, O God, for keeping us away from the disturbances of the night. Thank you, Lord, for shielding us from nightmares. Thank you for watching over our home. Throughout the night, Lord, your angels were there. Thank you, O God, for making our sleep a medicine. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for waking us up refreshed and renewed. Thank you for making us to rise up with the right energy. Thank you for your love here. Lord, we give you praise for what we're about to do today. And we are what we are, we are very thankful, Lord, that you have given us the opportunity. To gather at your, at your presence this morning. Let your name be magnified and exalted, O God, in the name of Jesus. And the Lord, speak to our heart. Draw us closer unto yourself this morning. As we look into your word. In Jesus' precious name. The saints say in agreement. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, let us look into the scriptures, 1 John chapter number 1 and 6 to 7. 
one John. Chapter number one, from verse six to seven. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood. Let me take that again. Now I think I was reading verse seven rather than verse six. I'm going to read, start reading from verse six. If we say that we have no if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not tell the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sins. Hallelujah. And the, and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sins. Now, let's look at the power and true meaning of that word fellowship and what it leads to. It is interesting to know that the Greek meaning, I mean the true mean, what the true meaning of fellowship is. In Greek, it is koinonia. And koinonia, if you want to interpret it directly, it means partnership. It means togetherness. It means communion. It means participation. And guess what again that it means? It means intercourse. Fellowship is a very powerful word. And is a deliberate choice of word for Jesus and the disciples. Because that is exactly what God wants us to, to do. You see, the, the difference between the Old Testament practice and the New Testament practice, or let me rephrase it, the difference between the Old Testament religion and the New Testament religion is, is fellowship. Remove fellowship from New Testament religion, quote-unquote. So let me say, remove fellowship from the assembly of Jesus then you don't have anything because fellowship is an integral part. And not only is an integral part of the assembly, it's an integral part of the relationship of God with us individually. It actually describes the moment between husband and wife, that bedroom moment, because it suggests intercourse. It means God wants to have fellowship with us. That was the original design of God from the beginning with man and in, in Eden. Remember, the Bible said God visited Adam and Eve in the cool of the day to have communion, to have poinonia, to have fellowship, to have partnership, to have intercourse with Adam and Eve. You know, and when Adam said, we heard the voice of God and were afraid, you know, and they hid themselves. And that is what happens again today. When every time we wake up, God wants us to have God wants to have fellowship with us. He wants to have that communion with us. He wants us not to wake up with our phone. He doesn't want us to wake up thinking about the carryover. Uh, you know, thoughts and worries that we had yesterday. You know, he didn't want us to wake up with us. He wants to wake up with a heart of gratitude. He wants to wake, he wants us to wake up to have 
communion with him, to have togetherness, a, 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 a together moment, a clandestine time with the Lord. And how better to do that than to open our Bible or to listen to the word of God or to be in fellowship with brethren, to listen to the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is hearing that determines which side you will go to. As long as Adam and Eve were hearing from God, they were in the right relationship with God. But when a stranger voice came, a stranger they never knew before, when they heard the voice of stranger, that stranger changed their mind. Can you, can you believe how easy it is to change somebody's mind? And that's why the type of fellowship we attend is very important. The people you listen to is very important. The word you listen to is very important because you are the product of your word. You are not greater than what you listen to. If you hear blessings, you'll be blessed. If all you hear is lies, you'll become a liar. Because we are like sheep. We gravitate towards what the overall theme of the society of our community is saying. That's why it's very important. The Bible says a stranger's voice, they will not listen to it. It's not good to listen to a stranger. When a wife in the home begins to listen to a friend outside, she begins to misbehave. When a husband begins to listen to another voice, begins to misbehave. Eve listened to the voice of a stranger and she missed it totally. And she was so convinced, so passionate that she even convinced her husband. Can you imagine? We have been listening to the voice of God for several God knows how long. But one day is enough. Change the heart of man. Just one day, one stranger they never met before. They listened. It's very important we block our ears from some things that, that some people are saying. Whether we like it or not, it has an effect in us in a little or a big way. In the cool of the day, God visits them. He also wants to visit us in the cool of the day. He wants to have a relationship. He wants to have communion with, with us because he calls us primarily for fellowship. He didn't just drop Adam and Eve in the garden. He was regularly coming for communion, for fellowship, for togetherness, for, for, for participation, for contribution, for intercourse with them. And it will interest you to know that when God has Eve, that what have you done? He said, the serpent beguiled me. The word, the original word beguile means sexual intercourse. According to the original Greek word, it means intercourse. It means, you know, uh, the clandestine uh, relationship. And that's why some people suggested that the people that that woman met was actually a sexual intercourse that led to the birth of Cain, who was of the evil one. Because the Bible calls Cain the evil one. And you know, according to the law of Genesis, every seed bears fruits according to its kind. If Adam was the seed of God, how come he had Cain, who was called the, 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 the seed of the, uh, the evil seed? Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about today. We're talking about fellowship. God wants to have fellowship with us. Remember in the book of Genesis, God visited Abraham. God always visited people in the past. Have you noticed that? But does God visit us today? We don't hear if God visits other people, but do, do God, does God visit me? 
God wants to visit us. He wants to have fellowship. He visited Abraham and he said, will I do this thing and hide it from Abraham, seeing that he's going to be the father of many nations? God wants to reveal his secrets to us. And that only happens in the place of fellowship, in the place of communion, in the place of meditation. If we meditate on his word, if we allow him, if we give him time, when every day of our life he is prepared, because God is involving man in what he's doing. Remember, he said, let us, let us, even though God is all-powerful, but yet he's involving man, he's speaking to man. He said, let us create man in our image. He didn't say, I will create man in my own image. Let us, because it's involving. And that's why there is Trinity. Jesus Christ said the son cannot do anything except what he sees his father does. The same, and when he was living, he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit. They're always in sync. They're always in togetherness. They are always in communion. And that's what God wants us to do. Personally, even as a family, he wants us to pray together as a family. He wants us to do things together. He wants husband and wife to agree together. It is the power of agreement. That power, that fellowship, fellowship is so powerful. But guess what? Satan desires it too. Just as he did in the Garden of Eden, he's still doing it, breaking homes, and it's succeeding. He's dividing individuals. He's succeeding. When we wake up, he gives us what to do. Rather than having relationship with God, we have relationship with Satan through his creation. He brings, he brings negative thoughts. He brings worries. He brings so many things into our heart. First thing, and what you what comes in into your heart, the first thing you wake up, that is what trails you throughout the day. Satan succeeded with Adam and Eve. He had fellowship with Eve. But what did the fellowship with Eve? What did it lead to? Fellowship with fellowship with Eve led to sin. And today, all fellowship with Satan leads to sin. It leads to darkness. It leads to lies. And the communion, the koinonia is broken. But we bless the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Because Jesus came and restored that broken relationship with God. That relationship that was broken in the Garden of Eden. Jesus came and restored it. Now we can have the same fellowship with God. We can experience the communion. God comes in the cool of the day with us. We can have communion with him. We can have that inter, that clandestine communion, participation, relationship. We can have it with Him, and guess what happens when we when we have it with Him? It leads to it leads to light. It leads to light. Fellowship leads to light. You know, the Bible says that when we have fellowship with one another. Let me let me read again. Let me back up a little bit with that passage in John chapter one. Let me read verse three to you. He said, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, which is who our fellowship is supposed to be. If we have, if we are in a gathering, and that gathering is bringing us to, to communion, uh, is not bringing us to communion with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, it is not good enough. The original design of God is that we have fellowship with Him, and guess what? We cannot have fellowship with we cannot have fellowship with Him if we we cannot have fellowship with God without Jesus. We cannot have fellowship with Jesus without the Holy Spirit. We cannot have fellowship with the Holy Spirit without the brethren. We cannot have fellowship with the brethren when we don't love one another. 
But when we have that fellowship with God, we have we are we are affirming that the work of Jesus Christ of Calvary is truly completely finished. We have fellowship. These are the three people we have fellowship with. We have fellowship with the Father. We have fellowship with Jesus Christ. Then we have fellowship with one another. When we do, we walk in the light. When we do, the blood of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, cleanses us from all sins. When we do, our sins are forgiven. When we do, we speak the truth. And that is why that uh, theme of today is very relevant. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet we still walk in darkness, we lie and we don't tell the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Fellowship is togetherness, is one another. And that's why Jesus in John chapter 13, verse 35 says, But these shall by these shall all men know that you are my disciples when you love one another. Because when we love one another, we have fellowship with one another. And when we have fellowship with one another, we have fellowship with the Father. We have fellowship with Jesus. We have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And that can only happen with love. Without love, there's no fellowship. Let us love one another, brethren. Because when we love one another, we fulfill the law. This is the power. And this is the true meaning of fellowship. That fellowship leads to forgiveness. It leads to light. And it leads to the truth. I pray this morning that you desire fellowship with the Father. But guess what? You cannot just desire to have fellowship with the Father on your own. When you have fellowship with the brethren, and you have fellowship with the Word of God, then you begin to have fellowship with the Father. And that's why when we gather every morning, it's a powerful time to have fellowship with one another and to also have fellowship with God. It's a powerful, it's a powerful, powerful time. I pray that the Lord will give that desire to have fellowship with Him. The Lord will keep that fire burning in us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for this beautiful morning. Lord, we pray that you open our heart for koinonia. Lord, that we receive fellowship, fellowship with one another. Lord, we pray that your spirit will be with us every time we come together so that we can have fellowship with Jesus Christ, your son. And when we have fellowship with Jesus Christ, your son, we know that we have fellowship with you. And when we have fellowship with you, our sins are forgiven. We walk in the light and we walk in the truth. And this is our prayer this morning. And as we go out, we pray that your spirit will go with us. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God say, Amen. I'll see you again tomorrow, same time, 6.30 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. If you have anyone, just remind them or let's invite them so that we can have fellowship together. The power of fellowship is tremendous. It breaks barriers. And it brings unity. May the Lord bless and the Lord keep. May the Lord be with us in Jesus' precious name.